Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. He'll take the direct snap from Levengood here. Jam Griffin on his left hip. Coletto runs left over left guard. Jack is in. Touchdown, Beavers. The Jackhammer's second touchdown of the night. This is Durden Sprague. McGrath to win the game against Alabama. Paxton Brooks to hold. Waiting for the snap. There it is. The kick on the way. And that kick is knuckling toward the upright. And it's good. Just gets out of the upright. Chase McGrath wins the game for Tennessee. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Utah going for the win here and not the tie. Rising in the shotgun with Bernard next to him. Going for two. Down by one. Snap rising. Look. Surveys. Cam scrambles. Cam to the end zone. He's in! The two-point conversion is good! And Utah leads it. 43-42. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. The Fan. Alright! 6.02 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader. 1080 The Fan. Good morning. Happy Monday. What is happening? J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. That's where we start today with the Jets. Where the hell did that come from? How do you not start with the Jets, Where baby? the hell did that come from? How do we not start with the New York football Jets? The New York Jets. They, they beat Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, just like we all predicted. Seven and a half point underdogs. Um, I, I thought about betting that game, and then uh, our buddy Ken Barkley kind of talked me out of it. He's very anti-Jets. Like, that was a big spread. And I don't know if Green Bay should be favored by 7.5 over anybody in the NFL, let alone a team that at least had won a couple of games. I still don't think the Jets are very good. So I'm, really? I'm still going to hate on the Jets a little wow. bit. But I, I was talked out of betting on that game because of Ken Barkley. And there it was, a 27-10 win. It's very interesting. You can dominate Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau Field. Yes, you can. Yeah. And your takeaway is I still don't think that team is very good. Whereas yeah. if Green Bay did that to the Jets in New York, and the roles were reversed, we would probably go, damn, Green Bay's pretty good. I have a theory about this. I mean, you have a little bit more of a sample size of Green Bay being legitimately good for, like, 15 years. 
Yeah, but like and the Jets have been an absolute dumpster for ten years. But football doesn't work that way. Football I, doesn't I operate on the. I've seen you be good for most of my life, so I give you the benefit even when you're not good, and the bad team is suddenly good. But I haven't seen you do it, so I don't give you that same benefit. That's how it works for me. I yeah, you have a lot of that's how it works. You have a lot of proven energy. Like the Jets are four and two. Are the Jets going to do anything this year? Like if you do, you didn't even do anything. Are they going to go on a playoff run? Are we going to see the Jets in the divisional round of the I AFC mean, playoffs? I wouldn't be stunned. See, and I would be stunned. Really? You I think if they won stunned. the wild card game, you'd yeah. be shocked? I still would be shocked. Yeah. So let's see who they. Let's. Uh, oh, let's throw this out. So if they beat the Ravens in yes. a wild card weekend, I know. I know it sounds laughable right now because the Ravens just lost to the Giants, who I guess are all of a sudden the best team in the NFC. But yes, wow. I would be surprised by that. Really? I one hundred percent would be. Yes. Yeah. You know who wouldn't be surprised by that? Who wouldn't be surprised? The Bet Welcher. He's back. He's back. What's up, Swag? How we doing? Hey, welcome to the offseason, buddy. When are you going to go golfing? <laughs> really? Win a real World Series. Really? <laughs> That's where we're good. starting today. That's exactly where we're starting today. Yeah, we can start there. You're you 0-3 weekend. You mocked me all $30 million dollar roster. You. you can't even get out of you the division. $300 million dollar roster, and they have not addressed the back end of the bullpen. Oh, okay, yes. What did I say back in July? Oh, the same August. thing you say every year about your team. The same yeah. thing. Every single yeah. year. You have a bad thing to say about your team every year in every sport. Oh, the Blazers... <laughs> They're ten and eight. I'm done watching them. I'm out. I'm Western Conference this. finals. I don't have run. a bad thing to say about the Beavs. That was fantastic Saturday night. It was fantastic. Yeah, there you go. That was I a good was little surprise. Papa, Papa Swag, and the family for his 75th birthday to his alma mater. We're all sitting there. It's a big family. Ended up in a section with a bunch of Coog fans. <laughs> Just it was great. I bet the Coog fans were drinking heavily. Uh, yes, that was not how I envisioned that game going. They looked awful. They did not look good no. at all. It was, I mean, Oregon State scored early, and you almost got the feeling. Would they end up with four sacks? They could have had ten or something. Oh, easily. I, I had the feeling it's seven nothing. Is this lead insurmountable? <laughs> Is Washington State going to be able to do? It wasn't even like they were putting great drives together and then turning it over, like getting inside the twenty yard line yeah. and not converting to touchdowns. Like it was, there was nothing there all night. There's no life. You know what that game did to me? What did it do? Aside from put a smile on my face, uh, I am now using Pro Football Focus's college metrics over CFBStats.com. <laughs> That's what you're going to use. Because PFF told me all week on their stats, Oregon State was the better team. But then I went to CFBStats.com, and all I found out was Washington State might be the better team. They might be. I took Washington State and Pac-12 picks against the spread, and you are not wrong. Of 7 to nothing felt insurmountable for Washington State. And we have kind of highlighted this, despite the fact that we were thinking the Cougs not only w could cover but win outright in Corvallis. We've brought this up before. That offense, no bueno. No, outside of one game against my team, that offense has been largely bad all season. And that, you know, that game was yeah, kind of flash in the pan, really, for them. If you compare it to the rest of their season, like, that's not who they are. That they is just, the outlier, clearly, at this yeah. point. And, and that kid might end up being pretty good because he's a sophomore and he'll be back, but... Man, he's good at escaping in the pocket and picking yeah, up a his couple yards. Receivers but... were not good. They were not sharp. Well, they had that one little white kid that Farrell. came with them. Farrell. That all kid's, he's all their big plays, or almost all their big plays, came on missed tackles from the Beavers. Oh, a hundred percent was. I thought Eric Eager of uh, formerly of PFF.com had a funny tweet. He said at halftime of that game. Oregon State played the worst defense and has the best result I've ever seen in a first half <laughs> in college football. So the front, the front four were bringing it all game. 
They, I mean, Ward was running around most of the game. Yeah, they, they, the Beavs are getting better pressure. They're just not – the sack result's not quite where you want it. He's no, a he, tough guy to bring down. He is a tough, tough guy yeah. to bring down, but they they laid back. It was most – very rarely did they actually blitz. They were spying most of the time, and the game plan that they put together and Trent was like, keep him in the pocket, you know, eventually get to him. But there were times that they had to cover seven, eight, nine, ten seconds, and he couldn't find guys. It was – it was pretty spectacular. Well, you're delaying this enough. Um, so I don't know if you know this on Friday. We did not get your picks by the end of the show. Well, I'm on vacation. <laughs> I was out for a run because it was a glorious morning. I got back. Do you listen to music when you run? I don't listen to anything. I don't have anything in my ears. Really? Yeah, nothing? Nope. I'm a man alone with my thoughts. <laughs> And there are many of them. It's a dangerous thing to do. It is. I don't ever want to be alone with my thoughts. <laughs> you don't want to know what's going on up here. So I came back. I think I sent the text back. I got back. I saw it. I was like, oh, crap. I forgot to. And it was like 904. Hmm. Well, listeners think the, you should go 0-3 for not getting your texts in before the end of the show. This was greatly debated this on Friday. Greatly debated. I'm on vaca- first damn vacation <laughs> I get a take all year because we don't have enough people to cover my shift all summer long. I did not have a summer of swag. I'm on an 0-6 bender I finally get out of, and they're squabbling over five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Squabbling. Dodger fans are also blaming you, Swigard. Yeah, they've said your bet welching is led the reason. To them. Yeah, they lost in the no, playoffs. No, it's not the reason. Uh, I, 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 don't I don't know, man. Be. A lot of bad karma around that team right now. We're coming up in about a week and a half. No, there's away. too much good karma around that team. They, you're a week and a half away from officially being a one-year bet welcher. How does that sit with you? Calendar year. I sleep well at night. Uh, that that's an integrity thing. <sighs> that, uh, that hurts. Wow, wow it hurts. Hey, how often, how quick did I get beer dumped on my head? Very quickly, immediately after, after the show. Bounced. Yeah, he oh, dumped yeah. a beer on your head right after the show. Yeah. He's already had shopping for vodka, to do too. That. Had oh. you chosen to do that, we would have gone right out and do it. Already you shopping had 10 for months. vodka. You had 10 months to do that recording, and you didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, don't blame other people. Don't, don't try to blame don't the Don't blame bet. other people here. I okay? literally did a song like three weeks later. After, yeah, uh, you did Oregon for the State. Civil War. I don't it's, even think it took you three weeks. I think it was like three days later. I'm saying three weeks after the NLCS. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. baseball goes deep now. But <laughs> the baseball does go deep. It no. goes deep. I had a two-in-one week. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I had a two-in-one week. Why don't you do the poll question on this item? I, I think listeners are deserving of, of the criticism uh, here. They're biased. They're the judge and the jury Wait, and what the are they biased on? Tell me what you think they're biased on. Uh, from your slants. Slant. My slant. Our right. slant. So you welching your bet now is a slant. This it's not, not just a fact. It's a it's a production execution thing. But you had ten months in a studio with production. Well, no, not a full ten months. <laughs> what are you talking about? We've I don't know where to do it right now. Well, yeah, the now last two. Yeah, the last two. Yeah, but ten months. We were in those. That I other mean, building. I just I would accept an acapella version of the song. I At don't this even, point, I don't even need. I don't even need background. I mean, I yeah, just I sing, do. just go acapella. See, that's the thing is, you keep making these. I need this and I yeah. need that. It is it is a stupid bet in which you sing a Backstreet Boys song. I don't know what you're aiming for here, but you're not winning American Idol. No, I'm not winning American Idol. So what are we uh, waiting for? Huh? What, what are we waiting for? Well, now we're waiting for an actual studio to be able to do it in. That doesn't exist. Well, we had it for 10 months and we didn't get it, so I don't know if I really believe that. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. I don't either. 
But we're not going to get a Braves and Dodgers NLCS. I was kind of hoping that was going to happen. No. Because then it would have made it really Padres, awkward. Padres, Phillies, by the way. If you did, cash a nice ticket. Well, I think there's no choice here. You, you have to root for the Padres. Uh, They're easily the most rootable team left in baseball. F the Phillies. I will always say that. <laughs> there's no personal bias behind that thought whatsoever. Uh, well, I just... Do you want Philadelphia to have the best football team and baseball team? I mean, and by I, the way, their basketball team probably going to be pretty good because Joel Embiid's going to win MVP this year. I don't think the Eagles are going to win a Super Bowl. Okay, but that doesn't matter. They're going to be the one seed probably in the NFC because probably. at this point, I don't know who's going to catch them. Probably. So you want that team of a holes? I got no beef with the Phillies. Yeah, see, that's awful. I, I like Castellanos. I'm actually a fan of Bryce Harper. I like Bryce Harper too. I like uh, Nola's a stud. Schwarber, I love Kyle Schwarber. Reese Hoskins, yeah. yeah like, I, I have got... no beef at all with their team. Yeah, it's the fan base, though. And I the like fan base all. should trump the team itself. And why would you not be rooting for the one team that's never won a World Series? Uh, I'm not saying I'm rooting against San Diego. I'm going to pleasantly watch that series and enjoy every game of it. I'm afraid Philly is better. That's I my have, fear. Uh, I, I don't know about that. I don't either, but I'm, I'm this, afraid that they're – because I want San Diego to do it now. I don't want the Phillies to do it. The key for them will be their starting pitching. Because yeah. the back end of the Padres' bullpen is now nails. And their offense – we've always known their offense was going to be hard to overcome. Yeah, haters found it now. Hater found it. He was horrible after that trade. Uh, you got that Ranger Suarez dude who's pumping like 102 in the eighth inning as well. Nobody could touch him. Like, they got multiple guys that are going to triple digits. Uh, so I think that it comes – like, do you trust you, Darvish? Can Blake Snell go do it again? Like, that's the only question I have at this point about San Diego. Right. And I'm going to enjoy that series. I got no beef with either of those teams winning. Hmm. None at all. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm actually rooting. rooting against the Astros. Somebody beat the yeah, Astros. Yeah, give me a – I want the Guardians in the World Series. Give me oh, the Guardians. dude, I mean, I, I'm afraid the Yankees are going to actually win it now. But Because you could go evil empire versus evil empire on the American League side. And then two teams that they're like, well, why? I don't know. I, I, there's no reason to hate Philly or San Diego. I um, I gotta ask you this question. So I'm afraid Cleveland has lost this series now that it goes to New York, and I hope that I'm wrong on that because, well, I've been really wrong on baseball. <laughs> but that being said, I text Patrick after they won their last the last game that they won went up two one, and I said his new team is out, his old team's still in. I said, is this not awkward for you that you just straight abandon your team not because they shined Deshaun Deshaun Watson? Not because their owner was caught in some racist, sexist scandal. Nope. You abandoned them because they chose a name you're not a fan of at all. That was the reason. Of all the reasons to abandon your fandom, that was why. I said, is it not awkward that you abandon that team and they might eliminate the Yankees and get to the LCS in the same year that you jumped on the Mariner wagon and then watched them lose the most boring baseball game of all time <laughs> and not even get to the LCS? And he said, I think he, what, I don't remember what he said, oh, but he had God. something like, I'm on a date right now. Yeah, Cleveland's good. Hey, what's going on with my Cougs? He just quickly <laughs> changed the topic. Let me pivot to a different sport that I want to talk about. I just, I, I, I've been thinking about this. I like Patrick a lot. He's one of my favorites. That's a tough, that's a conundrum to be in because he tried to bench his fandom and move on, which I don't think you can do in a short period of time. I question everything around that decision. I get the slow transition. Hmm. Like, you want to mix a Mariner hat in with your Cleveland jersey, be a little weird, you're rooting for two teams at the same time. Okay, but it's going to take time. You can't just in the snap of a finger no, you go can't. from being a lifelong fan of one team to no longer rooting for that team and rooting for a new team. And if they end up going to the World Series and winning the World Series, it would be hilarious. That's part of the reason I'm kind of rooting for Cleveland here. And I love P. Harris. Yeah. But just the idea of him trying to act like 
Either he's back on the bandwagon or he's no longer rooting for the team. I want that I want that fan dilemma. I want him to face that situation. I just don't know how you do it. You can't do Over it. Over a team name. Of you all the reasons it. I've yeah. never heard somebody I mean, the Guardians say, is a stupid-ass name. Absolutely it's a idiotic. horrible name. Yeah. Yes. Are Washington NFL fans, like, of all the things to choose, ow, they switched to commanders. I'm out of here. Right. With everything Snyder. else going on. <laughs> yeah. Dan's actually aggressive in free you agency. Know, he spends a lot of money. I'm a big Dan Snyder fan. I think the problem is he doesn't spend a lot of money. <laughs> um, what a weekend. Except on lawyers and private investigators. Yeah, I'm kidding. That's true. I'll tell you right now, you say what a weekend. I don't even know where to start the show. I don't either. Do we start? I Dare I start in baseball and get it done? Sure, like, we can do that. Well, I have a hot take. Your beams are feeling good. Tennessee, Alabama is one of the best games I've ever seen. No joke. Like, that was one of the best college football games I've ever watched. Told you Alabama and USC combined for 91 points in both of the <laughs> USC lost. I don't know if you wouldn't believe me. <laughs> I thought they were going undefeated. What happened there, Trojans? Well, the refs. It was uh, all the refs. It's not like we've benefited from officiating all year. <laughs> it's not like we got every call against Oregon State. <laughs> this is why we're leaving the conference. No, no, it's not, you live golfer. No, no, it's not. No. I'm leaving the PGA Tour to spend more time with my family. Like, no, no, you're leaving for money. You're leaving for greed. It's okay. Leaving for the Monday. You're leaving for money. You're not leaving because of bad officiating. Because if you were, you would have argued that after you beat Oregon State and Corvallis and they missed all those holding calls. You would have said, see, this Beaver fan is why we're leaving the conference. Bad officiating. Yeah. Nobody said that. I didn't blame the officiating after that game either. And you probably should have. I probably should have. Your team got hosed. They got screwed. It's the way it works. Uh, all right. Well, we have a lot to get to today. And uh, good news is at 730, our good friend Josh Pate, late kick with Josh Pate on CBS Sports 24-7. And his show is on YouTube. He's going to be in Eugene for this weekend game. You're damn right he is. And uh, he will hop on today and Monday, and we will talk to him at 730. So we'll try to get into as much as we can today. Uh, but let's get it going. Dirt and Sprague, happy Monday. We start next on the Facebook. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet. It uses during times of congestion. All right, we'll get it going coming up here in the gridiron. Um, I've, I made a decision on Saturday night, late, late Saturday night, that on Monday I'd be willing to be the villain. Okay. Doesn't always happen. Sometimes it does, whether you try to or not. I'm willing to just tell you right now, I'm, I'm willing to not be liked very much. <laughs> and I'm just going to be dead-ass honest with you because we can talk about this. Where are you going with this? That baseball game was one of the worst games I've ever watched in my life. The Astros-Mariners game? There's no conceivable way yeah. any sporting event should last past four and a half hours. That game was about seven. Uh, actually, I think it was like six and a half. The, ba baseball may never get to that moment again, but in the chance that they do... There should never be a baseball game that last 18 innings. That was ridiculous. <laughs> that was stupid. And my only thought was, if you were not a Mariner fan, why would you watch this game? Uh, why would you dive in and give that much time to that kind of event that gave you absolutely nothing? And if you want to throw Mariner fan in on this, 
that's fine, too, because all they got out of it was absolute heartbreak. Well, fans should always watch their team. I know that's way that's a long-ass game to watch, and for those brave souls that actually stayed at the ballpark the entire time, more power to you. Uh, that's different. Y- your question about if you're not a Mariner fan or don't have a rooting interest in that series, why would you watch? I kept asking myself that question on Saturday. Why? Am, why? Why am I still watching this game? Why? And eventually it got to the point, like, by the time they got to the 14th inning, and you had, like, the Oregon State game started. Like, what? how is the Oregon State game at 6 o'clock at night already on right now? Then I started flipping back and forth a little uh, a, a little less because I just I couldn't take it anymore. You, I don't think this is a villain take. That game was horrible. Awful. I think even Mariner fans would agree that game was horrible. They went to an 18-inning playoff game. It's the first time they've hosted a playoff game at Safeco in 21 years, and they had to watch their team play for 18 innings and not score a run. They played two games They and played no two runs. full games, and they couldn't <laughs> score a run. They had seven hits in 18 innings. Like, I'm all for – I think pitchers' duels are great in baseball. Like, my sweet spot score for Major League Baseball games is like 4-3, to 3-2. Three, three to two. You give me that. You give me some drama. You give me some good pitching. I'm all for it. When, when you go and you basically know every single inning, like here it comes, three up, three down, boom, boom, boom. Okay, let's go to the next inning. All right, Mariners are back up. Let me see. Oh, yep, boom, boom, boom. All right, here we go. Let's go to the 13th. Over and over and over again. Uh, that, that game was, it was horrible. It was horrendous. I've watched my team play an 18-inning playoff game. That Thank God they ended up winning. They finally had a home run on the top of the 18th inning after not scoring a run. And as a fan, yes, the jubilation of watching that home run was amazing. Watching that game sucked. It, yeah. it was way too long. 18 innings is too long. And I, I feel bad for Mariner fans. That's a horrific way to end your season. I mean, the Yankee-Guardian game, I think, finished like 30 minutes it after almost, that game ended. Yeah. And it was both games were supposed to be on TBS or whatever. Yes. And it basically took up the whole Yankee-Guardian game. Um, which is which is just insane in itself. I really felt for Mariner fan that had to just be a heartbreaking way to not only lose a playoff game, but be bounced from the playoffs. But, yeah, I don't even know what it is. I, at this point, I would take any and all suggestions. I don't know about you. <laughs> Somebody said, I'm a Mariner fan. By the 14th inning, I was over it. Lower the mound. Dude, kill like, the shit. Yes, do anything. <laughs> anything. Like, I, I, know, I know there's old school baseball guy, and I think you and Swagger are in this category. And, and we can fight about this if you want. I just There has to be a line where baseball can't say, well, let's just, everything's normal. If, if teams are that bad and you're going that long, that's just, that's too long. That's... That's what, not a good product in the middle of the game. Like I, you we think, do that. We do that in double headers. We change it to seven innings or we, in the regular season. In the regular do, yeah. season, or you start after like what ten, and you put a guy on second. Like we we, we already changed the rules. We're changing the rules next year. You're making bases bigger. It's it <laughs> it happens in every sport, but baseball, you change the rules. It has to be this like how dare you? That that game was too long. That's a ridiculous thing to happen. Whether you root for the team who won or lost. Doesn't matter to me. That is an awful. That's not a good think, thing for your sport. I think baseball though would rather it, it in the playoffs where you want to determine the winner in the purest form of the game. You would rather have. That's the first time that particular situation has ever happened in the century, more than a century. It's an anomaly. Yeah, when the Giants and Nationals went 18 innings, that was at least like 3-3 three to three in regulation. They tied it in the ninth no inning. No game ever had gone past 17 innings in Major League Baseball history scoreless in the playoffs. You could have made it 1-1 one one or 2-2. Two two. I still don't care. That that six-and-a-half-hour baseball game with is there. too long, I man. think there are ways to make an 18 inning. Like, if you would have had runs scored in multiple extra innings, like the Astros would score two, the Mariners would respond, the Astros would score, the Mariners would score, three-run yeah. home run, three-run home run. So now but, we're getting to like 21 to well, 
well, like, we'll go back to the World Series game between the Astros and Dodgers. Remember that game that yep. went forever yep. and was 15, like 15 14 and went extra innings? Like that, we all love that game because there was fireworks. It took forever. That dangers. Game was, that game was way too long, but there were dangers. When you go 17 innings without scoring a run, I see your point, and baseball's going to get there. Like they're changing all these rules next year. You're going bigger bases, no more shifts. I think shift. when they take the shift out, that's going to be. I also don't want to like act. The Mariners' offense is horrific, and it's yeah. been horrific for most of the year. It was the reason that most of us going into the playoffs didn't think that they were going to go very far, and then they got hot in Toronto. And you're like, oh, is this kind of a magical story? Is their offense going to carry them out of nowhere? They erased an eight-one deficit somehow in that game. That offense sucks. Like I don't want to put this all on baseball rules. Horrible at bats, like no strategy whatsoever. Late on fastballs, early on breaking balls, guessing at pitches, like. There were some awful, awful at-bats in that game. Yeah, I mean, just anybody want to lay a bunt to get on base, please? Just do anything, man. Literally yeah. anything. would Stand over the plate, put yes. your elbow out there, just take, get hit by a pitch. Here, here's another thing I realized when that game wrapped up. I didn't watch any of that Cleveland-Yankee game. I got to be dead-ass honest with you. Like, the the, Bra- the Beavers were on. And yeah, USC-Utah was a great game. USC-Utah came down to the end. I, I didn't even watch that whole baseball game, but I just thought it was ridiculous. I'm like, wow, they're going into the 14th. Wow, they're going to 16th. Nobody would score. So I check in during commercial breaks. I don't know about you guys. I don't know if there was a clear indication of the status of sports then Saturday. Baseball was not on for people. It it, it was college football, and it's not Mm -hmm. even a contest. All of these baseball games are on FS1 and TBS or 10 a.m. on a Wednesday. Baseball's not having a great postseason. And I, I was talking about this yesterday with somebody, and they said, well, I think if the Astros can get to the World Series, that'll add some intrigue. Because somehow the Yankees could get bumped, TV mm-hmm. execs would be pissed. And they go, well, the Astros. And I go, the Astros ran it last year. It was the second-worst rated World Series of yeah. all time. So don't give me this, the Houston Astros move the needle. No. They don't. No, they don't. We hate them, but they don't. The Yankees move the needle. The Yankees absolutely move the needle. You know, you have your prototypical, te- uh, prototypical teams that do. I thought the weekend summed up everything in our sports landscape. I'm watching CBS Sports, and I'm watching Bama lose to Tennessee. And where do I have to go to the baseball game? I didn't even know. I was like, FS1? Is it TBS? And and you can say, well, but you're not a diehard. I know I'm not, but that's the problem is they're on these secondary sports channels on a a college football Saturday. Once upon a time, that was never a thing, and now here it is, football on a main cable channel, and they're on, like, or their main station, and they're on some cable channel I thought it was a bad weekend for baseball because a lot of their games were not on easy, accessible channels the way that college football and NFL are. No, I, but I'm also not surprised by this, right? Like, we, we love football more than we love baseball in this country. And when you try and play playoff games, of whether it be Major League Baseball, if you try to put, like, first or second round NBA playoff games on during Alabama-Tennessee, nobody's watching Bucks versus Nets. We're all watching no. Alabama versus Tennessee. Like, yeah. football has a control over us. The, the problem that baseball has... I think in the way they structure their playoffs is they don't want to do the NBA thing. And I make a lot of fun of the NBA with this, but they stretch out their series and they stretch out their postseason. So every game is played in prime time. They have, they have a game at you know four o'clock and seven o'clock, an East coast primetime game and a West coast primetime game, basically every single night for like two and a half months. And the ratings sometimes ebb and flow, and sometimes they're better than other years, depending on the matchup. 
But baseball doesn't want to do that because they're worried about getting pitchers too many days off. And are you going to get rust? Is the product going to deteriorate? And so they, they jam all these games in the first couple of rounds. And as a sports fan who doesn't have a real job, I enjoy it because I go home and I'm off work at 9 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, hey, great. There's baseball on at 10.07. I'm going to watch. I also realize that I'm not a normal human being. And a lot of people are at the office all day. And it's a horrible look for them. Thankfully, you get to the point now where you go, well, not quite yet because we got to wait for Yankees and Guardians. Is that game today, tomorrow? I don't know when it is. Whenever they play. Today, just, today. 4 o'clock. Literally proving my point. Yeah, I don't even know when that game is. So <laughs> you get through that. But once you get through the, to the ALCS and NLCS, then you're in primetime at 5 o'clock and you rotate back and forth every series you're not going to have 10 a.m games anymore but i'm not surprised by any of this you put baseball playoff games on the weekend you're not watching i just you're going to watch college football alabama tennessee was one of the greatest games of all time utah usc was an incredible game like i'm not flipping over until that's over and then when it was over i went and watched dodgers and padres but until then i'm not leaving that utah usc game it was incredible the rest versus rust thing do that's going to be a narrative out of this postseason. Yeah, Braves and Dodgers both dropped in three games. You, the Yankees might advance. We'll see if they can yeah. win game five. But you potentially could have three of the four teams with buys lose in the divisional round. I know the Dodgers are all about making excuses. The Braves just got beat. I mean, Philly Philly got hot. Philly got, Philly, hot. Philly got hot. The offense can't be stopped. And This is what I love about the baseball playoffs, though, is there is an unpredictability. Every year, the Braves were this last year. They won 89 games, and then they beat the Dodgers in the NLCS and won the World Series. Back-to-back years of a team looking great, winning like 88-89, and the 100 team not looking good. Like, back-to-back years, we got that. That's the beautiful thing about baseball. It is. Uh, all right. Uh, coming up next, was I right? Dirt has no idea what I'm teasing here. We'll talk about it next. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you. The Pater, Pac-12 Pate, the unofficial but the official commissioner of college football, Josh Pate of Late Kick with Josh Pate, coming up at 7.30 today. Uh, he is heading to Eugene for the Big Tilt, UCLA, Oregon. I, I loved the surprise of people on Twitter. Game day? <laughs> we-, we told you this two weeks ago. Like, Yeah, I'm still bummed that it's not the primetime ABC game. Explain to me how Minnesota-Penn State is your 4.30 primetime ABC game. The Big Ten rates better. Minnesota, Penn State. There's zero chance Minnesota, Penn State gets a better number than Oregon, UCLA. I don't disagree with you. Man, you know I don't disagree with that. I'm just telling you, like, that's the thinking, and it's dumb thinking. That's yeah. what pisses me off about this conference. It's. I think part of it, too, was I believe Fox had first dibs this week, but Fox has primetime baseball going on. So when, you're, when you have a game that airs on Fox, it has to be at 1230. How ironic that I just did a segment on how baseball has been relegated <laughs> to the back, and the one week that it gets to move to the front is when the Pac-12 is in When we'd have a great shot. This is a big primetime game. You were in primetime on Saturday night, and look, the officiating God. was bad, but that was a great game between Utah and UCLA. I'm sure the ratings were pretty solid, and I think the same will be true with Oregon and UCLA, but it would have been nice to have a night game. But, but it doesn't beat what that atmosphere was. No nope. sunset with the lights turning on. Obviously, there's a lot of emotion on the Utah side of this. USC preserving, trying to go undefeated and be this sneaky good playoff team, and it comes down to the wire, and they go for two, and boom, there it is. Basically a walk-off win. It just, you're right. PM games give you so, like, five, six. They give you so much more 
Then 12.30, it's like, you know, people are awake and going, but it's like a midday thing. And yeah, you, at that point, you're kind of winding down for the night. Your day's over. It's just, yeah, it, it, it's not a great vibe. We'll have a lot on that game this week, though. But uh, I ask you this question in all seriousness. Was I right? Okay. And what I teased with that is I was a coward, but I, I loved that Tennessee line most of the week, and then I cowered out when I heard Bryce Young was going to play and everybody was on Tennessee but Tennessee walked off game-winning field goal, beating Alabama. They were up double digits in that game, smoking Alabama. And then Bama did what Bama does. They come back from 18 down. They tie the game. They end up taking the lead. And Tennessee fights back. Hendon Hooker with a big day. Jalen Hyatt deserves to be in the uh, Heisman Trophy category as well. He was a stud. Mm-hmm. I've been kind of on this, and I don't know if it'll be true. But I ask you now, Bama has lost. The Giant has been slayed. Well, hold on. <laughs> I mean, they lost. They did. They lost in the regular season last year, too. I, I know. To but... a backup quarterback at Texas A&M in a game that nobody thought that they could so lose. So you're not buying that there's no. any more parity. So college football, nothing changed for you on Saturday seeing Tennessee look that good. It was incredible. I loved every second of it. It's one of the greatest college football games I've ever seen. We've also seen Alabama, for most years under Nick Saban, lose a game in the regular season. And we always do this when they lose. Ah, ah, and then you look up and it's Alabama, Georgia. I will repeat, I, I am praying that you are right. I am praying to eat this crow. You know what I actually thought, though? I, the disaster scenario popped into my mind of what the hell do you do here, Bob? Uh, Georgia and Tennessee play each other in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay? Tennessee has Kentucky before then. Tennessee is now ranked number three in the country. What if Tennessee goes on the road to Georgia, loses a very close game to Georgia? Great game. 28-27 Georgia walk-off field goal. Wow, what a classic. Georgia barely beats Tennessee. Georgia's still undefeated. Tennessee wins out the rest of the way. Georgia wins out the rest of the way. Alabama wins out the rest of the way. Alabama then beats Georgia in the SEC title game, and you have an SEC champ Alabama one loss, SEC runner-up one loss Georgia, and a one loss Tennessee team that their only loss was a one-point loss. Well, there's your, there's your disaster scenario that's kicking around in my mind last night of, oh, God, there, there, there's a legitimate argument that you could have three SEC teams in the playoff. Given Notre Dame not being good, see Stanford winning at Notre Dame this weekend? I don't think you're going to have an undefeated team in the Big 12. I don't think you're going to have an undefeated team in the Pac-12. What about the Big 10? Ohio State or Michigan, sure. Either one of those two is going to win out. Okay. And so, that would be your fourth team. And then Clemson would be the other one. I think your scenario in this is, yeah, I, let's just play the joke scenario here. I wouldn't be stunned in that scenario if the committee said, you know, it's not Tennessee's fault. They play in the same division now, as Georgia. What do you want them to do? And we know they beat Bama. So we do declare three teams in the college football playoff from the SEC. Like, that was that was my – I don't think it's going to happen, but I was th- – like, what if that scenario plays out, what does the committee do? Well, do you Tennessee's not going to get as a one-loss team, their only loss, a one-point loss to Georgia, and they beat Alabama head-to-head? Yeah, but if Bama wins the SEC, that's an They easy technically one. beat the SEC and then champion. Georgia beat ta- well, but they didn't make their <laughs> championship game. I know. I don't but think you can point to it and say, well, either did Bama when they got in. Exactly. Alabama got in on a year that they didn't even win their division. It wasn't like they lost. Georgia didn't win the SEC last year, but and they Clemson's ended up winning the national title. Clemson doesn't have a loss on their schedule. The ACC is so weak. I don't believe so okay. either. You need the Big Ten to cannibalize itself. It's probably not going to happen because I think Michigan Ohio State will run until they're undefeated. To, to your larger point, though, that you started the segment with, the question I become, Connolly had this in his piece. I was reading it uh, yeah. last night. Like, now the question becomes, who can deliver the knockout blow? Here's Alabama's schedule remaining. They, they play Mississippi State this weekend. Who Mississippi State is, I know they lost, but they're lost not bad. They go on the road to LSU. Uh, 
They have to go on the road to Ole Miss, so maybe that's your game. Maybe you think Ole Miss can beat them. Maybe. Then they get Austin P before their rivalry game against Auburn, and Auburn ain't touching them. That's so, going to be a tough game, that Austin P. Go Governors. Go Governors. If you end up winning that game, um, or, or winning out, excuse me, getting the SEC title game, I mean, they're faced with the same scenario they were last year, yeah. where they had to win out, and they ended up winning out. They lost to Texas A&M last year. Their defense got shredded by a backup quarterback on the road. They were like a 20-something point favorite against A&M. Nobody saw it coming. And they won out the rest of the way, and they ended up in the national championship game. I hope that you're right, and I'm rooting like hell that it's either Mississippi State. I don't care about LSU. I hate all everything about LSU, but take them down. Ole Miss, let's go Rebels. Like Anybody you want, I hope somebody knocks them out because I'd love to see them not in the playoffs. Well, I just want people to keep this in the back of the brains that I've told you that I think this season could be wild and wacky and not the traditional sense. And I think part of that reason for me this year is I just don't think Bama's looked as good as I thought. Georgia has looked good the last couple of weeks, but they've also looked a little vulnerable here and there. And the transfer portal has changed the game. There's no refuting that now. Coaches don't need four years to build recruiting classes. You can hit the portal in year one and instantly be uh, competitive. And so I think a lot of programs are better than we think. I'm probably not going to get the you are right until we actually get to the playoff, right, at this point? If Alabama loses again, I'll give you a you are right. Okay. But I have a feeling that we're heading for an Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State college football playoff. And for all the parity that we love in the regular season, that's the same damn playoff we've gotten every year. You're not not wrong there. I I, want to stay in college football. We'll get to Oregon State coming up. Josh Pate at 730. I want to talk a little bit about some conference dealings that were happening this weekend. So we'll get to that next. Dirt and Sprague talking Pac-12 football next on The Fan. Did you happen to see Brendan's school? Former Oregon, uh, I did. Yeah, Duck hand Bill Belichick the ball. I mean, he's making plays. He's trying to give the coach the ball. He's a team guy, man. Come on, Belichick basically told him to f off. Looked at him like he was an alien. Like, what the hell are you doing? Well, schoolers got to know game balls aren't given out to the post game, young man. No, when no. You give it to him with the team no. at the beginning of the game. He'd probably take it, but in the game, like, leave me alone. I'm. We're only up three scores. I'm, I'm trying coaching. to go up four. Yeah, it's, that was, it was hilarious to see. I saw people questioning on Twitter, like, what did Schooler think Belichick was going to do with the ball? Like, spike like it? Give him a hug? Like, or... spike it and start dancing on the side? <laughs> He's going to do the gritty all of a sudden on the sideline because <laughs> he recovered a fumble? Uh, if you miss the start of the show, I'm all in on the Jets. You are all in on the Jets. The Jets are a fun team to be good in the NFL. And honestly, they're good. I don't know why you're not buying it. What do you not buy about it? It's the quarterback position, isn't it? It's 100%. What was what were Zach Wilson's numbers this weekend? I couldn't tell you what the numbers were, but I can I'll tell you what the numbers were. And their defense is legit because they have one of the best defensive minds in football. Their defense is legit. Zach Wilson was 10 of 18 for 100 yards. I, better than Rodgers. No. He won, who won the game? <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Is Jimmy Garoppolo better than Aaron Rodgers? They won the game. What a playoff game. Cooper Rush, best quarterback in the NFL. He's never lost a start. Jimmy G's not even better than Marcus Mariota right no, now. No, no, he's not. If that's the, the logic we're going to use to decide who's better. Oh, the Falcons are fun. The Falcons are fun, and they're a covering machine. I've, I've given them. I've given They've a covered lot of every teams. spread. Bet the Falcons every week until it proves you wrong. I'm just going to keep going. Why yes, not? Exactly. Uh, I'll tell you right now. I'm going to play a game tomorrow in the NFL. Frauds or applaud. Okay? okay, and I'm going to go through the teams in the National Football League because you're not a buyer in a lot of teams. You do this thing where I do. Yeah. you need the history of the team mixed in with what you're currently seeing, and I, I don't operate that way. And you so don't. I go all in, and I react probably too strongly to it all, but we'll play a lot of that tomorrow. We'll get into Oregon State's win against Washington State. Uh, we did a poll question, Swag Texas, spraying line at 9.05 Friday after the show. Our show bylaws state the picks have to be in before the show is over. Should we count his three picks? He went two and one this weekend. Yes or no? 
Uh, and we've got one response that says, if he was 0-3, yes, count them. But 2-1, and 1, <laughs> nope. <laughs> We're only counting them. Because he and I think we've got a burner account here because some account says <laughs> golf nut, number, 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 tweeted, Sprague was allowed into the Johnson family pool. Ooh. Yes. Give him a break. This is true. You did enter late. I did enter late. I was allowed in. You were allowed in. I'm pretty sure that's your brother or somebody in your family that has Golf that account. Nut. It could be. I don't Golf know. Golf nut with no avatar and a bunch of numbers. That is absolute burner account right there. <laughs> but I appreciate the chime in nonetheless. We'll let you know what the final verdict is by the end of the show. If we're going to allow the 2-1 and one to stand or if he indeed is late and so he goes 0-3. Oh if he's 2-1... and one, he lost no games to Kevin Todd this weekend. No, he did not. Which would be important for him because he's looking to pay off a bet, which is ironic that the guy he owes a bet to is the verdict ruler. It's funny how that works, isn't it? It's a circle. Um, Pac-12 was interesting, to say the least. I don't even know where to start. There was a team that won their game, came back from a big margin, and all I kept thinking about was a team in the Pac-12 that lost. And I want to state this. I think he's a good coach, but I'm being dead when I dead serious when I ask you this. Can you be defensive minded and win at Cal, or is Sonny Dykes and TCU making you go? Sonny Dykes actually was decent and good at Cal and fun, and Cal was kind of unpredictable and wild because of that offense. Cal lost to Colorado. They lost to Colorado, the it, worst team in college football. It, it's not close. I, no. it, it does not get any lower. They for were a shut program. out in the first half by Colorado. Colorado. I, I know he just signed a, an extension, and you know he's head coach, and that's kind of what the goal is in that business. If I'm Justin Wilcox, I'm I'm looking for any. I I why would I want to keep coaching here? This this institution doesn't care about football. It's got academic standards that a lot of programs don't have to deal with. I don't know unless you run a Sunny Dykes offense if you can have a good offense at that program. And so it's just a lot of, hey, let's be good at defense and run the football. And I just don't know how successful that's going to be in in major college football nowadays. I mean, this was a great weekend in the Pac-12, was it not? You had Stanford end an 11-game FBS losing streak and go on the road and beat Notre Dame in South Bend. And you had Cal lose to the worst team in all of college football in Colorado. Just like we all predicted. I thought maybe maybe Stanford covers a 17.5-point number because that spread's way too big. Uh, but no, but never in a million years did I think they would go in and, and win outright, especially with the way they lost to Oregon State. It's the beauty of the conference. There's ups and downs. I'll say this about Wilcox. I don't know. Like, what does he want out of a coaching job? Like, I think everybody has a different ultimate end goal, right? Like, does he just like running his program? He's coaching at a place where there's not a lot of pressure. You don't need to win a Pac-12 championship in order to keep your job. Well, isn't that why he kind of bowed out? I don't know where the... We, well, nobody yeah. really knows how far deep those conversations went in Oregon. There's some that believe that Mullins really had his guy and that alums were pushing for a fellow alum. But that's exactly what happened, and they, they put stipulations on that job that Justin Wilcox would never accept. And I think that's what you're saying. What is he looking for? He's not looking for to have a lot of hands in the cookie so, jar. If he's going to run it, he wants to run it his way. Wants, wants to do it his way. And so that, to answer your question, I think maybe he's fine being a cow. Like he, just, he wants to run an under-the-radar program where you don't have these sky-high expectations. If they go 7-5, and 6-6 six and six most years a cow, like, yeah, that's well, a good year for them. They like often that. upset. Yeah. You beat somebody. You're like, hey, look at that. Cal beat so-and-so this year. How about that? Like, maybe he's just cool with that life. I will say, as an Oregon fan, uh, look, hindsight's always twenty twenty. but I never liked the idea of hiring him. It felt like you were settling 
for a version of the program that you you dreamed that it was in like 1997, mm-hmm. and you should always be pushing forward and seeing how you can get better and evolve. And I'm glad that Oregon went a different direction. It's nothing against the Wilcox family or or Justin Wilcox. We love him every time we interview him. We love the Wilcox family, but. Clearly, I think Dan Lanning has brought a different level to what Oregon is doing, and I don't think Oregon is where they're at right now if you have Wilcox being the head coach and Musgrave being your offensive coordinator. Yeah. He's like, you can't lose a game like that. That's such a bad loss. That is inexcusable. I've gone back and forth on, is Cal good, is Cal not good all year? Not good. And every other week, it's like, well, they kind of look better this week, and then they'd score nine points at Wazoo, and you're like, ah, they got killed, and Wazoo didn't even play that good. You lose. The, I mean, you're done. That's just that's not a good football team this year. Let's let's get in more into it in the Pac-12, and then Oregon State's win over Washington State. We got more tweets coming in too on this uh, swag. I I really don't know. I was gonna give it to you. I was kind of leaning that way. People are making really good points here on Twitter and the text line. So we'll have to debate this. Give you a final ruling at the end of the show. Uh, but hour number two, Josh paid at seven thirty. Crunch time around the corner, and we talk a little more Pac-12 and Oregon State's huge win against Washington State. That's next hour two on the Odyssey app and the fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.